Okay, hi guys. Welcome to the very first episode of POV, You're My Therapist. My idea for this... Oh wait, I didn't even introduce myself. Hi! (laughs) My name is Divine, and my idea for this podcast is basically... Actually, picture this. You open up your laptop and you're on, what is it called? The patient portal website where like you can do a video chat. And on the other side, you're looking at me. And um, you ask me how I'm doing. And I say fine. And then you say, are you really doing fine? Because you know I'm lying. And then I say, no, (laughs) actually I'm not doing okay. And then you're like, what's been going on? Fill me in. And then I proceed to word vomit for, it's supposed to be 50 minutes, but it's 60. I word vomit for an hour. And sometimes you can't even get a word in because I'm just sweeping. But this is not exactly going to be like that. This will more so be like... we're having a conversation we're talking about things I want to talk about and if you want to listen that's cool if you don't I'm sure there's an exit button somewhere on your podcast app wherever you're listening to this if you're listening to this I don't know who gives a shit but this week what's been going on have I been fine this week the answer is a resounding no um a lot's honestly been bothering me this week but you know, we don't have to get into it. Actually, we do, because you're my therapist, so we actually have to get into it. I think the thing that's, like, at the forefront of my mind is this week, two people that I know got married. My ex-best friend and my high school crush, who I was, like, in love with all the way up to, like, my second year of college, who I I had our life planned out. <laughs> he didn't know it, but I had our life planned out. <laughs> Uh, He got married as well. And honestly, like, a lot of my friends are getting married. Like, they're living life. They're settling down. And I'm just not. Like, it's actually, like, very upsetting sometimes. Because I feel like I'm being judged because of it. And oftentimes, I find myself asking like literally trying to pinpoint the exact moment in my rather young life where I went wrong in my life like I feel like someone who at some point just took a really left turn and I've just been trying to get back on track and like for the longest time I didn't even realize that I was off track and like I know this is not a foreign feeling especially not to me and I know it's not to my peers but like it just it just feels like that sometimes like it's actually very, it's isolating because I feel like I see it on Twitter all the time. People who are just like, yeah, I'm a fuck up. My life's fucked up and all this stuff. And it's like, I'm not a fuck up. I'm not a fuck up because I'm still working towards my end goals in life. Like I haven't given up that much, but it's like, I have nothing to show for my labor. I have nothing to show that I am like, I have value of any like of anything and I think that bothers me a lot because I know like 
Yeah, that bothers me a lot. I don't know what I know. I might not know anything, but I just know that that bothers me a whole lot. That I have nothing to show for the fruits of my labor. <sighs> and, you know, they got married, and that's so nice. And, you know, I wish I was married. I wish I could find somebody to tolerate me on this uh, earth. But every time I think I do, it I'm telling you guys, my quote-unquote relationships do, last, do not last longer than two days. It's honestly really impressive. I'm not going to lie. It's actually very, very fucking impressive how short-lived my talking phases, relationships, all of that. They are short, honey. They are minute. They are miniature. Like, teeny tiny. Like, it's actually, like, pretty fucking impressive. Like, even if I try to, like, elongate it and, like, make it go on for it, no. Let's just say, no. Just cut off, like, right away. Straight away. No thought to it. Dead. Gone. Ended. Um, over the past weekend, let's talk about my dating life. This is fun. This is fun. Over the past weekend, I, not this weekend, but like a weekend ago, I, um, I downloaded Bumble, which, you know, (laughs) I told myself I wouldn't do because why would you put yourself through that? But I did it anyways because I'm human and loneliness gets the best of us, but I'm not supposed to be on dating apps and everybody in my life can literally tell you this because they're all encouraging me to get off them and I'm off them now but and I was off them for a while I was off of them since like January and then I just downloaded them again because you know I'm fucking lonely like what about it what about it (laughs) cry we can cry together about my loneliness but I (laughs) I had deleted it because I got catfished and it wasn't like the regular catfish okay uh it was strange because like he was who he said he was the real issue was like he did not look like his pictures and I felt how I assume men feel when I take really great pictures that I look like I'm slim thick and then I show up and I'm fat and I I think that's how they must feel and, like, and, you know, before, like, I'd be like, oh, you're an asshole. Like, you know, you don't think I'm hot because I'm fat. But it's like, no, actually, it can actually be really upsetting when you think, when you're expecting one thing and then you get something else. Even if the something else is just as good or even if it's fucking better. Like, it can be overwhelming. You know, I'm giving men a lot of credit in that statement. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm giving them a lot of credit. But that's how I felt like he wasn't bad looking it just wasn't what I was expecting and it just threw me off and it turned me off and I swore off dating apps and I was off of them for I don't know a couple months like six months but this kid I downloaded Bumble and you know like I'm such a romantic I'm so hopeful all the time because I'm always saying maybe this one when I download it Like, as I'm downloading the app, I can hear all the stories of people on TikTok where they're like, yeah, I downloaded Bumble, I met him, he was my first match, and now we're getting married! Like, that's literally, that's literally what is running through my mind as I'm watching the little, the little loading, the little circle getting filled up on my iPhone. 
that's what's going through my mind. Um, but I know better. He would think I know better, but I was thinking that as I was downloading this and I was like, this is it. I was like, this is going to be the one I'm going to find the love of my life. Cause you know, I've been in therapy. I've been working on myself. I, you know, I know my boundaries. I've set my boundaries. Like I'm a good person. Like I deserve this. I deserve love. I've been doing my manifestations. Um, I've been <laughs> oh, that fucking manifestation. Um, what belongs to me will simply find me. I've been doing that shit. All right. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's time. My chakras are open. Everything's aligned. Like I am, I am, I am manifesting. I'm manifesting. It's coming to me right now. So I fucking downloaded Bumble. I matched with like four guys. Okay. The first guy I matched with was a firefighter. He was a friend of an ex-best friend's brother who, not even gonna lie, always had a crush on the ex-best friend's brother. Very hot, but pales in comparison to literally any other man on the planet. Just because I know their family business way too much and it's like, I'm not gonna do that to myself, baby, never. And it's funny because I think, not I think, me and the brother actually matched on Tinder like a while ago and I had considered like sliding, but I didn't because I was like, what if it's an accident or he was just curious because I don't like that. I hate when you match with somebody that you know on a dating app because you been one to fuck them and then they want to be like, oh, I was just curious. Well, fuck you too, bitch. You found out. Unmatch me fucking loser get out of my face like mm, it's rude it's rude i don't like it that's not me farting that's my couch okay so do it again just for safety it's not me farting <laughs> so firefighter um he and i like we're gonna go see a movie but i got the vibes that like he was gonna flake and he did flake so i'm not too angry about it and then i was talking to this other kid who was in med school um, like training to be a surgeon, very hot immediately that got my pussy wet. So we were talking for a bit and he was like, Oh, let's FaceTime. And I was like, all right, bet. So we're FaceTiming and he's like, Oh, I want to take you out to dinner. Um, you know, you're so beautiful. This and that, whatever the normal shit, you know what I'm saying? But like, I, I had this feeling that i I was like, Am I scared or like am I just anxious because I've got anxiety mm-hmm. welcome to the club um because I have anxiety and depression <laughs> and when you have those things for a long fucking time it blurs the lines between anxiety excitement IBS and intuition I don't know which is which or I didn't up until this weekend I did not know which which was what did I just say am I having a stroke I did not know which one was it what I did not know which one was which so there were only four options excitement anxiety intuition irritable bowel syndrome and you know the annoying thing 
anxiety, excitement, intuition, I will shit through all three of them. I will fucking have diarrhea through all three of them. So IBS is just a partner um, to all of them. And so I had a feeling and I was like, oh my God, it's just me being nervous, whatever. Nah, baby, it was my intuition. I should have stayed my ass at home, okay? I should have stayed my ass at home in my casa, watching Netflix, eating snacks, cuddling my dog, doing anything else but go out with this man. I went out with him. Shit was really good right from the start. He was thoughtful. He was sweet, like nice, genuine. Like I was being doted on. He, I was being spoiled. Like first date, he spent at least two fifty on this date. We went to a five star restaurant. Shit was nice. He brought me premium red roses, a dozen of them. Beautiful shit. Like no expense was spared. Okay. I was like, fuck yeah. This is this is why I need to be dating an MD. And he was foreign. Oh my god. Okay? Do you know how hot that is? Foreign. Surgeon in training. Already rich. Tall. Sexy. I was, you know, ready to put it down. Although I was not because... I have a new rule that I've been sticking by and actually been doing pretty good at. I'm not kissing you until I fucking know you. Like, I don't... First date's kiss, sorry. Like, I'm straight up telling you, I don't I do not do that on the first date because I don't know you. And I'm not trying to get attached like that. So, I don't kiss on the first date or second or third or fourth. I'm kissing you when I feel like I know you and we can actually be friends. And you're not going to ghost me. So, um... But who really knows their other half? We will get to that part later. So I, um, yeah, so I was smitten, all right? Like, you know, have you ever been, like, out? Have you ever been out of your house? And you see a man just absolutely, like, doting on his girl. And, like, you kind of wish you were you were her. You don't wish bad upon her, but you're like, bitch, if I could fucking take your life right now, I would. I've experienced that many a time, and for the first time in my life, I was the bitch getting looked at and envied, and I was really fucking with it. I loved it, and he just treated me so nice. Like, I've never been treated like that before. Niggas, if you're listening, yes, I have been treated like that before. Men treat me nice all the time. Turn away now so I can finish my story. Thanks. So I've never been treated like that in my fucking life, and... Um, and I just loved it. I just loved it. But I played it cool. You know what I'm saying? I played it cool. Like I wasn't on the defense or nothing. Cause I was like, you ain't finna fuck this up, bitch. Don't do that. So like pretty much at the end of the first date, we were on the same page. He was like, I don't think I need Bumble anymore. And I was like, bitch, I don't think I do either. So he was like, yeah, he was like, not to like sound dramatic, but he was like, I think this is it. Like (laughs) he was like, I like you a lot. Uh, and I was like, yeah, no, like, I like you too. So Bumble deleted, deleted the app after the first fucking date, bitches. That's how good it was going. But knowing my life, you know how shit's gonna go. So, um, he, like, we're, a day or two goes by and then he texts me and he's like, I really want to see you again. When can we hang out again? And I'm like, this weekend, like, let's fucking go. So we're going to go see a movie. 
and the day of the movie comes and he calls me in the morning and I'm thinking oh my god he's gonna ghost because why not because that's how it happens he's gonna ghost me the day of and I'm gonna be upset about it so he calls me and he's like um what are you doing today and I'm like running errands why and he's like do you want to go on a road trip with me and I'm like where are you going and I'm thinking like I don't know he's going somewhere close by he's just running errands or something and he's like I'm going to Kansas City nigga we is in Georgia we are in Georgia and for two seconds I was like Kansas is far and then I realized Kansas City is in Missouri so I was like, Missouri is even farther, I think. I was like, dude, why? And he was like, I woke up this morning and I just felt like going. And like, for two seconds, for two seconds, I was like, is he manic right now? Are you having a manic episode? Because I have cousins who have bipolar and I'm like, this is giving me the vibes. But he explained himself so clearly and convincingly that I was like, no, he's not manic. I think, like, he just wants to fucking go. Like, because sometimes I know I wake up and I'm like, if I had money today, I would be five hours away. So, um, I was like, wait, so does this mean, I'm so dumb. I was like, wait, does this mean our day is canceled? And he was like, no, I'm going after the movies. So I'm like, all right, cool, slick, let's go. So we go to the movies. Shit's cool. He gives me a gift at the beginning of the, before we even walk into the theater. And it's like the Russian nesting dolls, which I was like, man, you're really trying to get a wife. Wow. That's nice. That's good. I like that. So it gives me the dolls and we go inside. He tries to kiss me, to which I was like, no. I was like, I don't know you. I'm not going to kiss ya. I was like, you kiss me on the cheek. Um, and I kissed him on the cheek. And, like, I was like, I'm not kissing you. I'm not doing that. So we go into the movie theater. And, like, it's like the moment we crossed the threshold into the theater, his vibe just fucking changed. Like, it just changed. And I think it was because I didn't kiss him. But I was like, dude, it's, it's just a kiss. Like, it's fine. So we go into the movie. To add in here that the movie we went to see was Candyman and I don't think I will be going on a date again where <laughs> where I go see a horror movie because what I did not into consider, take into consideration is that horror movies can be triggering to some people and like especially if you have like a mental disorder you can get triggered by horror movies um, or honestly, any kind of movie that just has something that triggers you in it. Um, but yeah, so we're watching the movie and his vibe completely changes. And he is just like feeling the need to get away from me. Like he's very uncomfortable. We leave the, we leave the theater and we're walking out and like, you guys, this is a man who was like doting on me like very quickly like I was like this is how you bitches are living you bitches are living y'all are being taken y'all are being taken care of like I was really shook 
and excited about the possibility of being treated nice. Like, it's hard. (laughs) It is hard to find a nice boy. Boys are mean, okay? So we leave the theater and he does not hold the door open for me. And I'm like, uh? Like, record scratch. Because up until that point, like, his behavior, his, like, demeanor, the way, like, he'd hold my purse, he'd hold the door, he'd pull up my chair, he'd, like, all of it was so gentlemanly. And, like, he was going above and beyond. And the thing is, it seemed very natural. It seemed very genuine. And I think that's what, like, freaked me out at that moment was because, like, I know when somebody's faking it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can tell when somebody's faking being a gentleman and, like, all that. Like, you can tell when it's like a fucking skin. It's a skin. It's a, it's a, it's like seeing a snake in a bear suit. Like, you can tell when, like, you're too small for your britches. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's, he just seemed very genuine and, so anyways, all of this thought just triggered by the fact that he didn't open the door. He didn't open the first door and then we got to a second door and I looked at him and I said, hello, the door is not going to open itself. I didn't say it like that, but he got the hint and he opened the door. Now, as we're walking, a man should always walk beside his lady, correct? He's like speed walking 10,000 miles ahead of me. Like... A fucking 12-year-old in New York for the first time in her Hannah Montana gear needing to walk 10 blocks ahead of her parents so people will know that she's not with those uncool people back there. This is literally how I felt. I was like, I I just had, I was like, what the fuck is this? So we leave and like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, he's going on a, on a road trip right after this. Um, so maybe like, that's why like he's a little antsy. He's a little like unnerved slightly cause like he's running out of time and like maybe the movie went on longer, whatever. I am making excuses for him in my head. Okay. First problem. So we get to his car and, but then, right. It's like, I swear, like when you're, you're justifying they like, ugh, You're justifying people's actions. And then they do the exact opposite of what you justified. And you're like, fuck. And then you have to justify that. And it's just justification left and right and left and right. And it's like, it's like, at what point are you going to realize that this is a sinking ship and you need to jump the fuck off? I was not realizing it. So then we get to his car and he's like, do you want to sit inside my car? Of course I think, okay, so he's not in a rush. So what the fuck is this attitude? So I sit in his car and I have the door cracked open because once again, I don't know him. And he's like, why do you have the door open? I'm like, well, you invited me on a road trip. I said, no, what if you just fucking pull out the parking lot with me in the car? And he's like, "Mm." he didn't have like a reaction, like a that's fair reaction. It was more like a, okay, like a slight irritation. So I have the door open, wasting his air conditioning and we're like doing small talk and he says, um, he says, I want you to plan our next date. And I'm like, okay. And my head, I'm thinking, okay, good. Like maybe this isn't going as bad as I think if he wants to have a, a, another date. And I'm like, um, okay. I'm like, 
slightly like turned off because up until then like he'd been planning everything and he'd been planning everything so well and I just like not having that responsibility so I was like eh, kind of like iffy and he was like what and I was like well you've been doing such a good job <laughs> planning um I don't want to like ruin it and he was like no you're gonna do good he was like it's so easy like you're it's gonna be great and I was like okay great thanks we'll I'll plan it and then I was kind of scared that I was like what if like what if he makes me pay <laughs> Like, what if he makes me pay? So, like, we're sitting there having a conversation, and he's talking about, like, 10 years from now, like, what it's going to look like. He's talking about the future, so I'm like, okay, things are fine. Like, we're fine. But then, like, once again, he starts to, like, pull away. It's like, like, he was, he just pressed himself up against the door. Like, he was trying to escape me, like, quite literally trying to escape me. So I was like, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, you look like uncomfortable. Like, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm good. So then I'm trying to like ease the weird ass fucking tension that's happening. And I say to him, I'm like, what do you used to do back in your home country? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what did you used to do? Like you're here now and you're in school. What did you used to do back then? And he goes... Um, what did, what the fuck did he tell me? Oh my God. I'm drawing a blank. It was, I hated how he answered the question. It wasn't, oh my God, let me pause. He said, you don't need to know about that. And I was like, huh? Like, what do you mean? Like one, what kind of fucking answer is that? Is that like, what kind of answer is that? And I'm like, what do you mean I don't need to know about that? And so I'm joking. And I'm like, oh, what? Did you used to be in the KGB or something? Like, half thinking, which I don't know the truth to this. I would have to Google this. I don't think the KGB exists anymore. Like, I think that was like a thing that is no longer in existence. So I said that. And he was like, no, not that. But he said it in such a way that I could not tell if he was joking or not. And I felt like the lightheartedness that was in the conversation had just left the room. Like, she made her exit. And it it just became, at that point, I could no longer tell when he was joking. And I had been able to the entire night. So he said that. And then I'm like, what, were you, like, in the mob or something joking? And he's like, not the mob. Bitch, then what? I'm like, um, the mafia? And then he goes, what, do you want me to tell you where all the bodies are buried? And I'm like, are you joking? I'm like, did I say something weird? Did I say something wrong? I was joking. And he was like, mm, you're a funny girl. Bitch, I'm not liking these vibes. I'm like, it's weird. It is very weird. Like, to be talking to somebody, being able to tell when the fuck they're joking the entire time before, and then getting to a point where they say some creepy shit, or you ask a lighthearted question that's, like, just darkish humor, and they just... It's, like, 
they're they just change like their their whole demeanor just fucking changes like they become very hard shelled and that's what it was and I was so freaked out by it and I looked at him and I was like do you want me to get out of your car and he was like yeah bitch so I got out of his car and I said are you gonna walk me to my car and my car was not that far and he was like no but guess what Right before I shut the door, you know what he says? It's not too late. You can still come with me. On the fucking road. Oh, bitch. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. The week. It is the week of the 28th. For the last two weeks, I've been hearing about Gabby DePotato. You think I'm going to go on a road trip with ya? You think I'm nuts? You think I'm nuts, mate? Because I'm not going to do it. You've got me all types messed up. You think I'm gonna go, excuse me? I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. I was like, I'll talk to you later. I go to my car and I'm sitting there and I'm like, that was weird. I'm like, are you being dramatic or was that weird? And I'm like gaslighting myself. I'm like, are you being dramatic or was that weird? And I pull out of the driveway because I see him like fidgeting in his car like getting himself ready to drive and I'm like oh no I'm peeling it because I'm like I feel uncomfy so I peel the fuck out of the uh parking lot guess what girl he's right behind me (laughs) I do a shortcut to avoid like um there's like a shortcut like behind a, a fucking gym near the movie theater that gets you like right on the main road that the GPS does not send you on girl why he followed me through that I was like, all right, babes, we're, I'm not going home. I was like, I'm going to Target. I need some butterfly barrettes anyways. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to Target. So I turn and I start heading to Target and he's still following me for a little bit. And then he peels off, does a U-turn and get on the highway. And I'm like, that was really weird. I'm like, what's that? Again, I'm literally gaslighting myself. I'm like, was that weird or was that? was that not or was I being paranoid so I get home and I'm like all right I don't know how to feel about any of that so then he starts texting me and like stuff seems normal so I'm like okay no you were definitely being weird you were being weird you're thinking too much about everything and then uh later that night he's like oh did you pick a restaurant I'm like yeah I did I send it to him the next morning he tells me that he's calling it off which I knew he was gonna do He's like, I'm calling this off. He's like, I'm pulling the plug on this. And I was like, why? Grr. First of all, he tells me that it's crazy because every time I think I'm almost done telling the story, I just remember a whole influx of like things of information that I need to relay. And so anyways, so he, (laughs) he tells me that, um, he just got his schedule his work schedule and he's going to be way too busy to be doing any sort of dating so I'm like okay and he's like I don't want you to be upset I'm like I'm not upset I was upset (laughs) freeze frame I was upset punched a hole in my wall threw the roses he got me I had to hide the little doll thing he bought me because it's really fucking pretty and I knew that if it was in my eyesight as I was having my temper tantrum I would blister it I would murder it so I hid it for myself um so I was pissed because I'm like fuck this is everything I wanted 
not the weird parts, the, you know, the life, you know what I'm saying? Like he checked everything on my list. Um, everything. Okay. So, uh, from what I could tell, let me clarify. He checked everything on my list from what I could tell. Okay. So, um, I was upset, So, but I'm lying. I'm like, no, I'm not upset. It's fine. I understand. I have my own schedule. I make my schedule unemployment. Um, I make my own schedule. So, you know, you handle yours, how you feel fit. And then he's going back and forth. He's like, no, actually, no, I want to keep seeing you because I really want to be friends. I want to still take you out on dates. And he's like, it's just I wouldn't be able to do it so often, like, because we've seen each other a lot this week. And I just, it's going to be down to like once every two weeks. Would that be okay with you? And I'm like, look, you're all over the place right now. How about you calm down? You take a minute. You take a breath. Okay. And then you compose yourself. And then you text me and tell me what you want to do and he's like yeah you're right I I sent that text way too fast and like now I regret it and he's like so yeah like give me a little bit of time and then I'm gonna write down what I think we should do whatever girl he facetimes me he's in the middle of a fucking cornfield I shit you not corn 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 y'all as far as the eye can see bumble yellow corn okay I'm like bro what he's like look at all this corn (laughs) I should you not he's like look at all this corn and he goes I love America look at all this corn he's like all everywhere you look corn He's in the middle of a cornfield. I tell him, please don't go in the cornfield because people get lost in the cornfield. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. And he's like, it'd be a great place to like, throw a body. I was like, all right. Cool. Bestie. So. <laughs> I'm just literally, that image is just burned into my mind. Him standing in the middle of a cornfield. So. uh, He tells me. I really want to stay friends, whatever. And I completely break it off and I say, actually, I don't stay friends with people I dated. So that's a no-go for me. Thank you. And he's like, are you sure I really want to stay friends? He told me he wanted to stay friends four different times. Practically begging. And I'm like, damn, I'm really bomb. Like, you really want to be my friend like that? So... (laughs) dude so I am like yeah I mean it I don't want to be friends and he's like oh wow it was really nice getting to know you like you're so wise and you're so beautiful like wow so then I fucking a day later I'm thinking about it and I'm like damn this man wants to spoil me he wants to take me on dates like maybe it is his schedule and I'm like you know what when you know this is saying like I need to stay adjacent to him like so that when he does have time, like, we're already going on dates. Like, why would you not just date me? You know what I'm saying? I don't like this train of thought. But I'm being honest that that was a train of thought I had. But, like, in hindsight, as I think about it, there's something wrong here. And I'm, I am i don't think it's quite, like, me searching for validation. But it's just, like, I don't... I had a grip, a moose knuckle grip on this vision of life that he and I could have together and I was just I was not ready to let it go 
I was not ready to let it go. I was being courted, bitches. Bitches. I was being courted. And I was like, I am gonna stick around so that when you have the time and you're ready to commit and be serious, I'm the first person you think of. Because we've been going on dates anyways. So, why would you not pick me? Anyways. I don't like that chain of thought, but I'm being honest. That's how it was happening in my head. So, I text him the next day. I'm like, you know what? You're right. We should be friends. Girl. Why he go? Um, actually, no. I think you're right. I don't think we should be friends. I'm like, huh? What, uh, what made you change your mind? And, um, wait, is that what happened? I skipped a little piece of the story. Hold on. I got to go back. So I tell him we should be friends. And he's like, yay, I'm so happy. Let's be friends. And then I say, why were you so adamant on staying friends? Because I need validation. Duh. And then he goes, actually, I don't think we should be friends. I'm like, what? And then he's like, yeah, I don't think we should be friends. I'm like, huh? And he's like, or we can be friends. But you just have to pretend that I'm your gay best friend so that you lose feeling for me. So your feelings for me can go away faster. Okay. So I'm sitting there with my phone on my titties looking at this message rolling and I'm asking myself, do I cuss him out? Because you think I need help getting over feelings that I don't have for you? That's quite curious, friend. So, so I was sitting there thinking, I'm going to, oh, that Demi Lovato thing when she's like, I'm going to kill this bitch. That, I wasn't thinking that, but I was like, I'm about to cuss him out and make him cry. Oh, wow. And during this time, I'm not responding. So the texts just keep rolling in and baby, I have them up. See, I was going to delete this thread, but I knew it'd be useful for me later on. So then he goes, um, I said, you know what? What the fuck are you talking about? Cut the shit. Give me the real reason why you don't want to see me no more. And cause I think you're fucking lying about all of it. And you're being weird, bitch. So he says, I love your body. First of all, it's beautiful. So it's not the looks. I'm reading these texts to you guys. He said, you are very well endowed, if I may say. My titties are big. You're getting an image of me in your head. He said, God blessed you with good genetics. He goes, you are one of the most beautiful women I've ever laid eyes on. I say, get to the point. (laughs) He said, that was a compliment, by the way. I said, yeah, thanks. So he goes, "Uh, I got upset, like I say. You behaved different. I said, behave different how? When he said that, I was like, how the fuck could I behave different? First of all, we were at a movie. So, there was no time for me to behave different. If I'm going off of the fact that your mood changed halfway through the movie, unless I was the movie, friend, I, confusion. So, then he goes, (laughs) 
you behave different. I said, behave different when? He goes, I sensed a lot of, wait, no, before I get to this, right before all this, he was telling me that he was extremely conflicted about me, that he had good feelings and bad feelings about me. And I was like, what? And then he goes, I sensed a lot of conceit and evil. I was scared. I was upset and scared to touch. And I said, during the movie, because we watched a horror movie, and then he said, no, from you as a person, the inside. Now we are discussing your insides. And to me, it's not pretty. Bro, listen, you can say a lot of things about me. If he stopped at conceited, I would not have been annoyed. Because I do think you should be conceited. And I honestly think that sometimes people confuse conceited and selfish. And I feel like sometimes when people are trying to call you selfish, they call you conceited. Because to me, you can be conceited. You can be full of yourself. People love people who are full of themselves. Until you're an asshole. And it's like a very fine line. And I... You cannot call me selfish or conceited. Like... I don't take offense to being called conceited. I'd probably take offense to being called selfish. But I don't understand why you would call me selfish in such a short amount of time. Especially when there wasn't an opportunity for me to be selfish. Like, I'm human. I can be selfish. I'm not going to lie. I know when I'm being selfish. I know it because I have to fight with myself and decide whether I'm doing something for my own benefit and If I have to hurt somebody's feelings by thinking about myself first, then so be it. Or if I'm actually being like selfish and that I am, I could be selfless and I'm choosing not to be selfless. I don't know if that makes sense. But that part, I was like, "Mm, I could see it. If he called me a gold digger, I could see it. I could see it. Not once did I even hint that I was reaching for my purse with a fake wallet grab. Fuck no. I've moved past that. Evil? Evil? Evil. My worst enemy cannot call me evil. It's actually crazy. I've never done anything objectively mean to somebody. You know what I'm saying? People do mean things. I've had mean things done to me. I know what meanness looks like. I know what meanness sounds like, which is why I choose not to be mean. When, like, as he was sending me those texts, girl, I sat on my hands because I knew that if I reacted initially, do you hear my dog? snoring her life away like she is working two jobs at the factory my goodness but I know what meanness sounds like and I very much choose if I need to be mean the last time I can literally tell you the last time I was mean the last time I was mean to somebody was on tinder a year ago I don't even know how I matched with this person matched with this person he decided to call me ugly I had a lot of pent-up rage. I let the cannon loose. That was the last time I was mean to somebody. My instinct is not to be mean. I am mean when people are mean to me. And even then, it's not evil. Evil is it's such a loaded word. 
somebody really has to fuck with you. Like, to fuck with you. To fuck with your life. To play with your life. For you to look at them and call them evil. All I did, I didn't kiss you. And he's a man. So I don't think I even need to justify why I disagree with him. So they call me that. Immediately, immediately, my brain was like, oh, you're not somebody I should take seriously at all. At all. Because it's obvious to me that his issue, actually it's not obvious because it's actually very complicated. I think one of two things happened. I think he watched the movie, he got triggered because he was very much giving me manic during like the random going off trip. Guys, this was a Sunday to Monday. He has school on Monday or he had a shift at the hospital on Monday. This is not no weekend getaway. Like this was, you have work in the morning. It was very much giving manic and it's an 11 hour drive, 11 hours, both ways. He did that. He did it. Middle of a cornfield, giving manic. Very much reminding me of my cousin's manic episode. Like, so I was like, okay, either one of two things happened. Either he had a manic episode and he did that. And it was triggered by the movie. Or he is not a good person. He is like objectively not a good person. And he, and I think it's this one. And let me present my case. When you are watching ID and (laughs) two things always happen when you're watching a crime show. The first thing is she was loved by everybody. She had a big family. She lit up the room. Okay. Uh, Don't ever describe me as that shit because I know I'm going to end up dead. Don't do that. Don't do that. The second thing is, he was absolutely charming. He doted on her. He spoiled her. All the ladies wish they were her. And I don't think that's a coincidence that that is such a common trope. Because I felt so much animosity from him towards the end of our dates. Because... A couple things. I He spent a lot of money on me. And I didn't trust him still. Because I had no reason to. I don't know you. I wouldn't kiss him. I don't know you. Why would I kiss you? I think to him, I was very ungrateful. Extremely ungrateful. That I should have been on my knees, ready to, you know... And because I wasn't, because I left the door open for my own safety, he thought I was conceited. Like, oh, you're so special. Why would I kidnap you? Oh, I did all that for you and you are taking it for granted. Like, he was expecting something back, you know? And I'm like, and the thing that actually is very crazy to me is that after our conversation, after him giving me such bad vibes and him telling me to get out of his car, saying that he didn't want me in his car, that he was gonna wa- he was not going to walk me in my car, that he still wanted me to go on this road trip with him. And that's why I think he's a bad person because I think, oh yeah, really? You figure out I'm conceited and evil halfway through the road trip and you dump me in a cornfield? 
you dump me in a bumble yellow cornfield. And so many people had seen us out before, how loving and doting you were on me. Bitch. Like, I thought about that and I was like, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but I think sometimes like in life and like you can't, you can't convince other people, but I think deep down, you know, like when you escape something like really, that could have been really bad. And that's how I feel about that because, you know, I told like three of my friends, one of them was like, I think you're being dramatic to which my response was, I worry for your safety because that was a lot of red flags that I ignored. And by the end of me, by the time that I couldn't ignore them, the flags were on fire, dude. Like they were ablaze. And then, you know, I told two of my other friends and one of them, it wasn't until like she thought about it a little bit more where she was like, yeah, dude, that's a lot of that is really fucking weird. But I told one, (laughs) I told my best friend, and her immediate reaction before I even got to when he called me Casimbo, when I got to the part where he asked me on the road trip, she was like, her immediate reaction was, has he not been watching the fucking news? She was like, have you been watching the news? And I was like, yeah, I'm really happy you had that reaction because um, I was starting to feel like I was being dramatic or something. And I think sometimes we, we're living our little lives. We're living our cute little lives, having a fun time. And I think we literally forget that there are bad people in the world. (laughs) Like we shouldn't live thinking, oh my God, I have to look over my shoulder. Everybody is a suspect. But I think sometimes we're lucky enough that we're not reminded that there are bad people in the world. And then you just get a reminder and it's like it's not funny it's not funny I have like my high school best friend was murdered like multiple people were murdered along with her I have family members who were murdered and yet somehow it escapes me every once in a while that the world is chock full of bad people And I'm not going to sit there and think about how everybody's bad. My, what I want to believe every time I meet somebody is that they are a good person. But when they give me enough reason to believe that they are not a good person, buddy, I feel lucky. You know, like one of my friends, she was like, I just hate, like I'm telling her this story and she's like, I hate how guys just bail like that. And I'm like, I think we have to start looking at it differently. I don't think it's about guys bailing. I think it's about us being saved from what could potentially be terrible. Like, when I was having my temper tantrum, because, you know, I have them. I'm starting to also think I have anger management issues, but that is a conversation for another day. I punched something. And... I've had that bruise on my hand for like seven days now. And I'm like, every time like it bothers me, the only thing I can literally think of is like, listen, 
that is your reminder like some women have to feel that on their body all the time it's uncomfortable after seven days if you're in a situation where you're getting beat up every day that pain never goes away and I'm like I don't know what I just what like God himself fished me out of but it was not good vibes okay it was bad vibes like all around I've never felt I've been in worse I've been in like face value I've been in worse situations I never felt this amount of unease okay so yeah so that was my last little (laughs) dating adventure I will not be doing that again um definitely not the dating apps are gone I will not be joining them again because after I got catfished I remember I was driving home and like a voice in my head clear as day I knew was like you're not gonna find what you want on there you're only gonna find trouble (laughs) and what do I find trouble so I will not be on there I will not be doing that and I'm like I if I have to do this the old-fashioned way oh my god so be it because being on those apps like it might work for some people but I feel like for people who like have to do a lot of like self-reflection and like who were not raised securely who have to do a lot of emotional work and a lot of like shadow work in their adulthood that is just not a good place like for you to be I don't know if this is like a true statistic but I read somewhere lol why am I telling lies I saw this on a fucking tiktok so I'm gonna google it right now to make sure that it's true or false because not me saying, um, I read somewhere. No, bitch, you didn't read, read anywhere. You saw it on a fucking TikTok. It was talking about... The stat that I read that I honestly believe is... Atta- it was talking about attachment styles and people on dating apps. I think I found it. Oh, bitch. Not the whole essay. Okay, so this is an article um, from the University of Michigan. And is this what I... Yeah. Yeah, it says in the abstract, it said, Our study examines attachment-related differences in the use of dating applications. We collected on... Okay, whatever. People with a more anxious attachment orientation were more likely to report using dating apps than people lower in in anxious attachments. What? People with a more avoidant attachment were less likely to report using dating apps than people with a lower avoidant attachment. That being said, 
I think what summarized on TikTok that I saw was that secure people are not on dating apps, okay? So, (sighs) okay, big deep breath, okay? So, I just feel like I, what's my attachment style? I think I'm avoidant. And I just don't think that that is somewhere I need to be. I don't think that's water that I need to swim in because I can't see in the dark. Maybe some people can see in the dark or maybe their goggles have flashlights. Securely attached people, I'm looking at you. But I, it's just, I, I can't, I can't. Like, literally every time I've been on a dating app, something awful has happened. I've never had a uh, I've had a couple of good experiences early on, but like now, no. I just don't think this is for me. I don't feel comfortable eating here no more. Like, really. So that was the last time I was on a dating app and will forever be the last time that I'm on any dating app because that man truly shook me to my core. And he also made me realize something about my intuition, which was so fucked up. Um, but I will talk about that another day. Um, so yeah, this was very fun. I recorded this in two parts because I got sleepy in the first half because I was in a dark room and I was laying on the couch and then I kind of got a little hungry. So I, you know, took a little break and now it is on one thirty in the morning and I'm about to go to sleep. But yeah, this was fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, this was the first episode of POV, You're My Therapist. And I know we started off a little sad in the beginning, but you know, this was, this was nice to share. Um, if you want to keep up with me, (laughs) it feels so silly saying this. If you want to keep up with me, my Twitter is at Wordess. That's at W-O-R-D-E-S. I will be canceling not canceling, I will be deleting old tweets as I go because I'll be damned if one of you little zoomers uh, tries to cancel me for some fucking thing that was cool to say back in 2009, I don't know. Um, But my Instagram is at the, T-H-E, period, sin, S-Y-N. I post memes and the occasional selfie. So, yeah, this was fun, you guys. I will talk to you soon. Bye.